Yo, today's QOT is, it's not what can you afford, it's what you want. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We've got our mainest man, Mr. Bob Proctor, back on the show today. And today, Bob is going to encourage you to take the lid off your imagination and to know that no idea is too big. Did you ever used to watch the Jetsons? I used to watch the Jetsons when I was a kid. And what was her name? Judy Jetson would be on a video phone call with a friend and he'd be like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like, that would be really cool if we can do that. And now it's just, it's just normal. You know, 20 years later, it is just normal. That's what we do. We FaceTime, we Skype, we Zoom, and it's easy. But somebody had to have the idea like, yo, let's do video conferencing real time instantly with people all over the world. Like it blows my mind that when I teach Money Mind Academy or I do any call where there's people attending in Australia, in New Zealand, on the other side of the world, we can communicate with no delay. We can communicate real time. Like, how wild is that? That's nuts. They're on the other side of the planet. Like, how does the picture get from there or from here to there instantaneously? And so whoever had that idea, I'm sure somebody thought they were crazy. Whoever had the idea for a telephone, somebody probably thought they were crazy. Or a television. Or for an airplane, like a big-ass hunk of metal was going to fly in the air to another destination. That's wild. But then when we have an idea to double our income or to be in a relationship that we really, really want to be in, that we deserve, we think it's too big. If somebody can create a television and broadcast live TV all over the planet, if you can FaceTime somebody on the other side of the world, you can double your income. You can create that idea that you have. There is no idea too big. You just got to take the lid off your imagination and go for it. Here's Bob. I'll frequently go to the restaurant in a hotel um, by myself, and I have a pen and I have a piece of paper that I always carry. And I'll sit and fantasize. I'll sit there by myself, enjoying every minute, fantasizing. Now, I used to fantasize before I understood any of this material. And of course, the fantasy die. I did it because I enjoyed it. I didn't tell anybody I was doing it because I thought they'd think I was crazy. They already knew I was, I think. but. Not many people fantasize, and yet that's how everything happens. We are too practical, we're too logical, we're too locked in 
to slide rules and, and computers and stuff like that. We've got to get in here. Let take the lid off. God created us that way. I was thinking while Sandy was talking there for a moment, I had a friend who's gone now, God bless him, Grant Sylvester. Grant Sylvester heard me speak at a life manager's meeting in Niagara Falls. And after the meeting, there was a crowd of people around. They wanted to ask questions or pictures or something. And he came over and he said, he would like to get together with me. Well, I, you know, I'm really busy here. He said, have you got a card? He didn't have a card. He went all the way back to another hotel to get his business card, and he came back. There was still a crowd of people working there with me, and he gave me his card. Here was the head of a sales organization of a large insurance company, and he wanted to talk to me. So anyway, I called him, and we got together, and he said that he had been raised by a young priest, Pierre Murray, Father Pierre Murray, who runs the Shack College Notre Dame out in Saskatchewan in Canada. There would be at least 10 to, well, more than that, there'd be at least 15 players in the National Hockey League today that come from that Shack College. They built an Olympic-sized rink in there, and they train people who go to school there, prepare themselves to play in the NHL. A lot of the top players come from there. But he said, when I heard you speak, you're the first guy that ever talked the way Father Murray talked. And Father Murray had these wild ideas, you see. And he said, he'd just taken over the sales of this organization. Yet he said, I've got a goal of raising the sales in the company by 50%. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. I said, you're probably on the right track then. Well, he said, do you think I can do it? I said, well, do you think you can do it? He said, I do. And I said, then you can do it. Well, he said, could we get together? And I said, sure. So he said, what should I do? And I said, well, you got to get all the top players on board with you. So I said, you pull them together, put them together, and I'll put on a three-day seminar for you. So he had all the top executives in the company together, and I went in and did a three-day program for them. First day I'd been there for maybe an hour and a half, two hours. This guy sitting near the front, he was not tuned in at all. I mean, he, I think he thought I had just fallen out of a tree. And, and he uh, wasn't paying attention, I could feel it. So at the first break I went over and I said, um, you and I aren't communicating very well, are we? And he smiled and looked at me, he said, well, no, I guess we're not. He said, can I be candid? And I said, well, probably be a good idea. We're only on a coffee break. Well, he said, I can't understand how anyone who makes so many grammatical errors could teach me anything. <laughs> oh, well, I said, hell, I can help you there. I said, I didn't go to school. <laughs> no, I said, what, what do you really want? What's your goal? He says, my goal is to get a parking space under the building. I had to look at him. I wasn't sure if he was putting me on or not. You see, their building is on St. Clair Avenue in Toronto. That's right in the heart of the city. There's a space behind the building to park cars. You park a car there in the winter, and you come out, you've got to chip a lot of ice off that car before you can see through the windshield. And the car may not even start. 
under the building, of course, everything's warm. So I could understand why you would want a parking space under the building. And I said, that's your goal. He said, yeah. And I said, you're not listening to me and you're setting a goal like that? I said, I could, tell you, I could show you how to buy the whole damn building. <laughs> now, why don't you get your ego out of the way and sit down and shut up, listen. <laughs> he was candid with me, I was with him. And we communicated. He became the president of another company. He opened his mind. See, our problem is we're hooked on silly limitations. You don't have any limitations. You want to create some? Go ahead. But whatever you're doing, I don't care what you're doing, whatever you're doing, if you just go back five or 10 years, they were doing it totally different than you're doing it today. How did you make the breakthrough? God, it wasn't that long ago in my mind when the facts first come out. It absolutely fascinated me. I could stick a piece of paper in and come out on the other side of the world? Really? Well, of course, it's so old-fashioned now we hardly ever use them anymore. Think of how your world's changed. Just think of how it's changed. Have you changed at the same speed? Probably the answer is no. Well, fantasize. Just let your mind take off. You know, it seems strange. We have to work at getting people to do that. Do you know why? They're tight. They're tight as a drum. I didn't have any trouble building an image. I could see myself dealing with people all over the world, literally. Do you know, today at 11.30, I did a call with one of our people. She had sent me a Zoom link. And my computer, for whatever reason, I couldn't go online. I was online, but I would hit the thing that would take me and wouldn't go there. So I couldn't get into my mail to get the link. Yet it was time for me to be on. So I sent her a text. And she said, I'll send you a link in on on your phone. I'd never done this on my phone, so I said, okay. So I got the link and then, but I didn't have Zoom on my phone. So meanwhile, she's talking to somebody, sending me a message, and I got a, a, a link, I downloaded the thing. This all happened in a two or three minute period. And then bang, I'm sitting on the phone talking to these people all over the world. This is 2019, it's almost 2020. I was born in 1934. Now I know when you hear that, you're probably wondering if you're still alive. Now, <laughs> listen, the changes that I've seen in my lifetime boggle the mind. But I do know, if you will put your imagination to work, Yet you stay with us here for two or three days, you'll walk out the door a totally different person. And when you go home, they're gonna wonder, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> they won't recognize you. I mentioned Keith and Wendy Detta. I remember, and, I, and I'll take the liberty of telling you this, 
he had to come up with a million bucks in 90 days over and above everything else that he was doing. Now that's a fair amount of change in 90 days. And, and he had all kinds of other obligations. But you see, he had played around with this information enough. He says, I know I can, I just don't know how. And 90 days later, he had the million dollars. I phoned Peggy one day down in Ottawa. And she said, Denny and I were thinking of buying a house, but it was a million more than we wanted to pay. And I said, make the million look small. She says, what? I said, make it look small. Well, geez, within a couple of hours, I had a book cover on my email, make a million look small. It was a good looking book cover too. She turned the idea into a book in her mind. Then a couple hours later, she said, why don't you and I, Mary Morrissey, and we'll get Gay Hendricks. Yeah, the four of us will put on a seminar, make a million look small. And we made a million one weekend. Helping other people make a million look small and change some lives in that program. You don't know what you're capable of doing. You haven't got the foggiest idea what you're capable of doing. None of us have. The beautiful truth is we've been given an imagination. It's the most marvelous tool we've got. Do you know nothing is created or destroyed? Do you know what your imagination will do? It'll take you to places that no one's ever been. That's right. It will take you to places that no one's ever been. If nothing's created or destroyed, everything's already here. Go read the Bible, New Testament, the Old Testament. Get into the Bhagavad Gita, the Quran, the Torah. Get into any of them. They're all telling us the same thing. We are the highest form of creation on the planet. And we wander around like nomads. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> See, it's not a matter of can we, it, do we want to? But you know something? We let our present position dictate what we want. If we don't have the financial say, well, I don't want that. That's a lie. You do want it. You just don't have the money. That's so why I told Sandy. I said, never look at the price tag on something. Never until you decide you're going to get it. I tell a story in Born Rich about John and Pat Swanton. They wanted to buy a house, and they were very upset. They were upset because they didn't know what they wanted. And I said, what do you really want? Well, they wanted to buy a house, and I said, well, go buy one. They said, we can't buy a house. We don't have any money. I said, you don't need any money. He said, what do you mean we don't need any money? I said, you haven't made a decision to buy the house. What the hell do you need the money for? See, until you make the decision to buy the house, you don't need the money. And they looked at me. I don't think they really understood me at first. I phoned Natalie Kopman, who worked around the corner from where we were. She worked for Harvey Keller's Real Estate. And I said, Natalie, I got a couple of live ones here. They want to buy a house and they haven't got any money. Come on over and see them. <laughs> Well, Natalie had been through the program. She had studied my stuff for quite a while. So she sat down and she said, totally relax. You got a picture of the kind of house you'd like to live in. Tell me what it looks like. Do you know, within two months, they were living in number seven Bard's walkway. They sold the house sometime later, picked up a $50,000 profit. Brian, my son, who opened up here today, 
He bought that house, not from them, but he bought it from somebody else. He lived in it for a while and sold it for a nice profit. It's not what can you afford, it's what you want. It's not what you know how to do, it's what you want. You don't let the fact you don't know how to do it stop you. You don't let the fact that you haven't got any money stop you. Now I know the people that you're living with or the people you're around, they will think you're a little cuckoo, but so what? They thought Ed Hillary was. They thought the Wright brothers were. They thought Henry Ford was. They thought Edison was. Study anyone that has done anything of any consequence. What did Jesus say? Forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. Just forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. Well, you ought to form that attitude. Just forgive them, you don't know what they're, they don't know what they're doing. What do you care if they think you can't do it? What difference does that make? I could care less what you think I can do. And I don't care what you think of me either. Now, I hope you like me and you probably should. I'm a nice guy. But if you don't, that's your problem, not mine. Too many people go through life wanting everybody to like them. Not everybody's going to like you. Some of them aren't going to like you. But that's their problems, not yours. See, what's important is that you like you. And you start to understand you and you're going to like you. Our problem is we don't understand ourselves. That's all part of the goal's lesson. You see, why is goal an art? Well, goal's an art because we have the ability to shift the energy. We can change it. There's six phases to goal creation. When we say right here on the first page, this came to me and it came to me, I just loved it. Goals are where you are able to express your unique gift of creation. You're a creative being. You'll find people say, but I'm not creative. Everybody's creative. You're created in God's image. Therefore, you're creative. You have the ability to create. There's six phases to this goal creation that we're going to go through. And I'm going to tell you something. As you start to put them together, you start to get the dots to connect. You're going to absolutely love it. All right, friends, that was Bob Proctor. His website is ProctorGallagherInstitute.com. Go to his website right now and get signed up for his next live event called Paradigm Shift going down in Los Angeles, California, January 24th through the 26th. You can also sign up for the live stream and watch that thing from home. If you want to watch today's entire talk, it is called Get on the Frequency of Your Goals, Bob Proctor and Sally Gallagher. It is on the Proctor Gallagher YouTube channel. That is it for me. Please follow me on Instagram at Sean Croxton. I will see you over there. Have a tremendous day. Peace. Mm -hmm.